0: everyone welcome back to whose health is it anyway with me Elizabeth Mills in episode 2 I spoke with Stephanie Wilkinson from Canadian Blood Services as someone who relies on blood donation to live a normal healthy life this is a matter that is extremely dear and near to my heart I encourage all of you to go donate blood and help save a life because there really is no greater gift than that thank you so much for all your love and all your support Till we meet again. Hello, everyone. Um, Welcome to my second episode. Today, I am with Stephanie Wilkinson. Uh, She works for Canadian Blood Services. And I'm actually going to let you go ahead, Stephanie, introduce yourself and just kind of let everybody know uh, what you do here.
1: Okay, <laughs> thanks. Uh, well, thank you for having me. Um, so, I am a territory manager for Canadian Blood Services um, in the sort of southwestern Ontario area. Um, I cover Sarnia Lambton, uh, Strathroy, some Perth County, Huron County areas. And so, why my main focus is really donor recruitment, donor education, and community engagement. So, that's, and I've been uh, working with Canadian Blood Services for about 15 years. Wow, that's amazing. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs)
0: Um, So I did like a tiny bit of research. And they said, the number one reason people don't donate blood is, I don't want to see if you agree with this, is the fear of needles, or just a fear, like a
1: fear of the actual process itself. Would you agree with that? I do hear a lot of feedback when I'm out in the community speaking with folks that that is a common um, concern. People have just that general, oh, you know, I'm, I'm not quite sure what to expect or I, I don't like needles. But, um, you know, another big common reason people don't donate that we've done some research on is that because no one's ever asked them to. So really mm-hmm. what we mm-hmm. like to do as an organization is making, make sure that we're out there asking people and letting them know. I, th- I think a lot of times um, once people have uh, an understanding of the need for blood mm-hmm. and the use for blood, then they're, you know, they, they're more than willing to get over some sort of hesit- hesitancy they might have with right. regards to needles and and things like that. And I guess it's something, it's just one of those things, like human nature, if it's not in your radar, mm-hmm. it's
0: not really something that you go seeking, you know, until somebody kind of introduces it into your life. So Yeah,
1: yeah absolutely. Yeah. That is uh, a very common occurrence. It's one of those things where, Unless and until you've had a personal uh, connection mm-hmm. with the need for blood, mm-hmm. um, a lot of folks just don't think about it, it's not top of mind for them. Exactly. So, again, that's where roles like mine come in, just with that community education and mm-hmm. engagement. We do have a lot of blood donors um, that are very highly committed, very passionate, that don't necessarily have a personal connection. They just they donate blood because they firmly believe that it's the right thing to do, and it's an, an easy way for them to give back to the community. But mm-hmm. by and large, the majority of folks that we cross paths with have had some sort of personal connection, right? Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I'm even I'm almost
0: ashamed to admit it myself. You know, I never was on my radar. You know, until something yeah. happened to me personally, and yeah. and for my family as well. You know, and so that almost kind of you know had me thinking as well, like, wow, it's, you know, how did I never, you know, I know I heard of it, but it's just, it's just something that, yeah, it it really needs to be pushed um, out there because it's such an amazing, incredible thing. We have this, this gift to save people's lives, you know, and, and we're uh, not, we're not using it. So <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's, it's just sometimes it baffles my mind with that. Um, so I think the other thing is that people, Really don't even know what the process is when they come to donate blood. So maybe that's mm-hmm. a little scary as well. Um, maybe they're kind of inventing this process up in their head and kind of psyching themselves out. So can you kind of just go over um, what they can expect or what the process w- will be like when they come to donate blood?
1: Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually a lot more simple than people are probably thinking. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, the entire process, we say, takes about an hour. So you carve out an hour of your day to come into either a permanent uh, blood donation center like the one in London or different mobile donation events that are scattered throughout the region. Um, you can book an appointment in advance. So they're expecting you. Um, you're greeted at the door. They show some identification so they can confirm who you are. Um, you have to answer um, some questions for our um donor questionnaire, just about your medical history, travel history, medication, things like that. Um, then you have your, a small finger poke done to test your hemoglobin level. And um, at that point, if it's if it's deemed that you're able to proceed with the donation, you head out onto a donor bed, spend about maybe 10 to 15 minutes there making your actual donation. Um, and then you head off to refreshment for some cookies and juice, and then you're done. Yeah. You can't beat cookies and juice.
0: No, <laughs> you really can't. Like hello. Yeah, um, that is actually a very simple process. Yeah. Um, so let's say they were on a medication that um, affected their ability to to donate, or the results of their like. So if it was a medication, they would just be told right there that that they are not a candidate.
1: Correct to donate. So, um, what I we do have a list on blood.ca of the most commonly acceptable medications. Okay, um, and I always caution people to not self defer. Mm-hmm. So to double check to find out to either um, call us and ask to speak to a nurse and go over their medications, or to, to come into a donation event and and ask to speak to a, a nurse at the front end that mm-hmm. can go through um, to d- to, d- to determine if you're eligible or not. Because there are a lot of medications where people would think that it's going to defer them from donating, and it, doesn't. and it doesn't. And then there's some others where it's potentially not the medication itself, but they may have some other questions as to what triggered the need for it or, or you know, different right. different scenarios. So I do always caution folks to not self-defer, just assuming, oh, you know, I'm on a laundry list of medications. Mm-hmm. There's no way I'm going to be eligible because that's not always the case. Right. And in terms
0: of the the hemoglobin, if how long does that testing take for...
1: Oh, it just takes a—it's like instantaneous. It's an instant, it's just, yeah, oh, perfect. It just, and you know, your hemoglobin levels change constantly, so right. uh, regardless of results you may have had in previous donations, if you're a regular mm-hmm. donor, they're still going to test it um, every time because it fluctuates. Yeah,
0: okay. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And then, I, from what I know, I'm—I I'm, could be wrong, but there are—was there something with like gay men not being able to? donate at a certain point but now um yeah that's kind of been
1: well no so the current criteria as of june uh, 2019 is that they must wait three months after their last encounter uh, of having sex with another male okay um so and that's just an incremental step along in the journey of, of um of evolving that criteria right so it it has come a long way but Mm -hmm. i can certainly appreciate for a lot of folks that's not good enough yet right there's a whole lot of um studies and background going on um behind the scenes with engaging different Mm -hmm. um stakeholders and patient groups so you know it's it's a it's it's on a journey but we're definitely heading in a in a more inclusive direction right that's great um so is it
0: do you know if the process is different in Canada versus like the U.S. or other places of the country, like in terms of when people come to donate, is it a very similar process?
1: So in Canada, it's it's a similar process everywhere because we're national and standard. Um, it is different around the world. Different countries have their own way of um, handling their their own blood programs and. Not all countries have a national blood program the way that Canada does. Mm-hmm. Um, UK The UK does, Australia does. In America, it's different. It's managed by a bunch of different blood programs. So it def- definitely varies wild, wildly. Um, so in Canada, we're regulated by Health Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're, they're our regulator. So, I mean, there's um, a lot of different... So health canada does play a significant role in ensuring the safety of our blood program of blood products so whereas there's no common international standard for determining eligibility of blood donors mm-hmm. okay um
0: and i'm not sure if if you would know this but do you know how many people's blood so i guess for for like plasma mm-hmm. is the process similar is it, is, it a, is it a different process or is it like the same time length? Um, for donation? For donation,
1: yeah. Um, it depends on how that plasma is being created. So there's a couple different ways that that can happen. So when you donate your whole blood um, and then the blood goes off to the lab, To be tested and fractionated. So from that, there's plasma being collected. And then you can also donate plasma um, through an apheresis donation where you're, you're, they're just collecting your plasma during the donation. Um, In London, they're able to do that. Um, Not all blood collection centers have that capability. So it, it does depend. So if you're, if they're getting plasma from a whole blood donation, then the don't from the donor's perspective, it's no different. Mm -hmm. If you're a plasma donor where you're just donating your plasma, the process is a little bit different in that you can donate more, much more frequently. Plasma donors can donate, um, once a week. Oh. Um, and it does take a little bit longer. It takes a little longer. Yeah. You're, okay. you're, you're the actual donation process. The process you're, a little you're, you're, uh, yes, you're there for a little bit longer than you would be for a whole blood donation.
0: Do you feel the need for plasma is like just as important as, or not, it's always important, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> is it, um, does it seem to be less? Do people donate one more than the other or?
1: Well, right now, um, just in the way that we're set up. There's more whole, whole blood being collected than there is specific plasma donations, but we are mm-hmm. actually looking to make some big changes with that. Right. Um, we're opening uh, in Thunder Bay, actually, um, soon and in a couple other places in the country, specific plasma uh, collection centers oh, just great. to increase the volume of our, mm-hmm. our plasma that's being collected, because mm-hmm. there are a lot of, uh, patients that need plasma derived products. Right. So, I mean, I can't really get into a whole lot of the, no, right. the science and, and everything behind yes, that. It's yeah. sort of outside of my, no, no, yeah. my wheelhouse, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I do my best to know that, yeah. you know, that it is a, a new direction that we're, we're definitely, uh, working at to make sure, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, uh, it's it's been interesting to see the evolution of the the different the needs for different blood products right. as you know medical technology and uh, different advancements come mm-hmm. along and and uh, yeah so um and then to for platelets as well so I'm right. um, not sure if you were going to ask that but I'll yes. just jump right no, in that's good thank you um <laughs> so that's the third component that mm-hmm. we're getting out of the whole blood donation so again uh, platelets are are do come from whole blood donations Mm -hmm. but as well in certain centers across the country you can donate just your platelets through an apheresis donation so oh great london is also a place that can do that as well so it's wonderful i don't because i don't think people really understand the the breakdown Mm -hmm. you know and
0: how different people sometimes just need different parts right you know and it's not always just
1: the the blood um and it's very unique from patient to patient it is like So, I mean, I, I'm certainly not a, a clinical professional Mm -hmm. to be able to to speak (laughs) to the, you know, the, what would create a person, a patient's, you know, specific transfusion per se, because that, that's a, a, you know, different term depending on, it could mean it's a, a combination of a bunch of things that they're Mm -hmm. receiving or different volumes depending on the patient's needs and Mm -hmm. everything. So, but, um but platelets are like i said the third component um, and again you can if you're donating just your platelets you can do that much more frequently but there's there's a, only a handful of locations across the country that are able to do that london being one of them which okay, is which great. is great yeah. for people so in uh, the surrounding area. areas they can easily get to come to london and, right. and still right should they you know have Sometimes it depends on the blood type that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for example, if someone was an O negative donor, we would want them to continue to donate whole blood because right. their red blood cells are, are you know, of utmost importance. Mm-hmm. Whereas maybe a different blood type, it might make more sense for th- if they have the ability to donate plasma mm-hmm. or, you know. What, what I would say, though, um, is that the different... Uh, components have different shelf lives. Mm-hmm. So that's something to keep in mind as oh, okay. well. So, um, red blood cells have a shelf life of 42 days, wow. although on average they're used within about five days. Wow. Um, plasma can actually be frozen for up to a year. Oh, okay. Um, whereas platelets have a shelf life of just seven days. Wow. So, it's a really short um, turnaround from a donation event to going to the lab and being tested and Mm -hmm. processed, shipped out to hospitals and transfused into patients. Wow! So when we lead into holiday, we just got through Thanksgiving weekend, Mm -hmm. um, upcoming into looking into the holiday season, you'll hear a heightened message often, a more sense of urgency to make sure that we've got regular inventory coming in on a daily basis, oftentimes to make sure that the platelet inventory is strong enough. Wow. Yeah, no. that's
0: incredible it really is once you get into into the, the heart of it yeah um, <clears throat> now I know for me I, I was always curious about this and so I'll just I'll just refer to it as bags I guess it's <laughs> okay. probably the most um, so one bag of blood let's say it, say you were having a, a blood transfusion and you needed a bag do they call them units is that what it's well to we, we
1: call them units you call them units we, like yeah,
0: yeah. Mm. Um, so I'll just say bags okay. <laughs> <laughs> Blood donation for dummies. (laughs) Um, um, So one bag of blood. Is that one person's blood in that bag? Or is it more than one person?
1: Like how many people make up? generally speaking, it's probably from more than one person. It would depend, again, because that one bag. Mm -hmm. I love it. Blood donation for dummies. This is fantastic. (laughs) Um, uh, It depends what the... what the doctor has prescribed or is, you know, what's, it depends on the patient. It depends mm-hmm. on a lot of things. So um, I will say that a, a, a unit that we would call it as a, a, a whole blood donation is about 450 milliliters. Right. So there is some scenarios where that would then be the bag that a patient would receive. But generally right. speaking, again, it's being, it's, been processed into the different components, or it's been, you know, it, it varies wi- wide wildly. Right. So right. it'd be hard to say um, specifically how many people. I will say, though, that generally speaking, it does take more than one donor to help a patient. To help. Right. Um, it's it's usually coming from uh, more than one person at a time. And do you know, like with the immunoglobulin,
0: like infusions, do you have any idea, like, like milliliter, like, how many people? I've heard them say, like, it's like 100, donors for like a, a, a week's supply or something or yeah. month's supply and I'm, I've never actually been able to like nail that down and get an accurate um yeah unfortunately I don't but like you I said because yeah, there's so much yes yeah It yeah. just it just that like boggled my mind because i thought oh my goodness like yeah literally like a 100 people have to walk in there and, and donate just for me to have this one you know and, and i don't think people realize that either you know i think they they think they're going to donate it and it's going to go to one person and you know they don't realize how much yeah one person needs you know, yeah and,
1: yeah so i mean i, I can't, unfortunately i can't answer that specifically but mm. you but you are right it, it's again it speaks to that that concept of it takes many people to help save a life as opposed to you know um, one person coming in and then being able to support an individual patient
0: awesome who so who typically do you does blood donation save? So there's some of the obvious ones, but where is the blood really going, like who is receiving it? Um, just kind of so people can just kind of get a mental picture more of like, who this blood is going to. I know there's a lot of different things, but if you can kind of break down, you know, um, some
1: of the places that these blood yeah. donations
0: are heading, I guess.
1: So, I mean, there's the obvious ones like you mentioned, like for example, if someone's severely injured in a car crash, they could use up to 50 units of blood. and mm-hmm. Depends on the severity of their injury or illness. Um, people going through hip replacement surgeries, people going through a lot of different surgeries, actually. Mm-hmm. It depends on on, uh, on the situation. Um, cancer patients are a huge user of blood products. Mm-hmm. Um, someone going through treatment for leukemia could use up to eight units per week if they're treatment. Wow. Um, there's a lot of um, people with lifelong um, illnesses or different scenarios where they're going to receive blood products on a regular basis for mm-hmm. the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it, it really does run the gamut. Of, it does um, it's not always the trauma victim, which I think is a lot of times maybe what people first think of. Of mm-hmm. uh, someone needing blood, we have which does happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you know, it, it could be gunshot wounds. Um, mm-hmm. It could be people that are injured on a you know construction site. Like mm-hmm. it, there's lots of different it's scenarios. Just so many things. I, it, it, it yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's one of those things where I think we talked earlier about. Um, it. You, generally speaking, you don't see it coming. Mm-hmm. Um, most people don't wake up in the morning and think, hey, I'm going to need a blood transfusion right. today. And, exactly. you know, until something's come about where mm-hmm. they're um, been exposed to that. But um, y- which is why it's incumbent on the rest of us to sort of, you know, be aware and, mm-hmm. and make sure that we've all worked together to make sure there's a healthy supply on hand for any of us should mm-hmm. we ever unfortunately mm-hmm. need it. And there
0: are literally people like myself whose bodies destroy like their supply of blood Mm -hmm. and and their this blood from other people is like keeping them alive keeping them going keeping them able to live you know a good quality of life and that's something too that people are really surprised by when I talk to them you know Mm -hmm. they don't realize that um (laughs) some of the blood is literally just letting people live a life and like just keep going day by day and they and I'll need it for the rest of my life Mm -hmm. um like so many other people and it's it's so it, like, it baffles my mind how amazing, like donating blood is. We literally have the ability to save people's lives. Why aren't we all sitting in those chairs, you know, donating blood yeah. as often as we can? And that's something that I've been questioning a lot. you know, why isn't it getting out there? Why? Oh, it is, but it's just, you know, um, for something so big. Um, it's such a big deal. Like we can save people's lives, and it's maybe not as you know because you're always hearing you we know, need like you know you guys need blood or need old blood or so on. And, um, do you think it's the main thing is that it's just not people just aren't affected by it, or that they're just not hearing it enough, or um, we still need to make big changes in terms of blood donation? You know, because there's there's the big um, the big hitting diseases or disorders, or you know that that people um, are on board with, I guess. And then there's there's blood donation, and I just find that it's such a huge thing, but it's not being elevated to the place that it should be, and that's confusing to me. Like I I'm trying, you know, yeah. especially having needing it myself, and then having times when they when they say, oh, you know, we might not have enough, or or this and that, or being someone who's been in the hospital and had to wait overnight for a, a van to like deliver blood in a in a cooler, you know, from like Brampton and, mm-hmm. and just thinking, wow, you know, this is um this is huge. Yeah. You know, like m- like my life is on the line and this is huge and this guy's driving this thing to me and um yeah, it just seems it just seems baffling that it's not a more common thing. Or a thing yeah. that we are,
1: so I mean, about about fifty percent of um, us can donate, yeah. um, but of that, only about four percent, four and a half percent of eligible Canadians actually do. Wow! So there's a bit a big gap there. That's um, yeah. So <laughs> That's Um, but you know, it's it's an it's an ongoing. You're competing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of, you know, different organizations and charitable activities that people are you know looking to support Mm -hmm. um I I agree I think (laughs) obviously (laughs) I agree the blood donation (laughs) is one of the most important ones um you know and it's a very personal choice and of course it's not going to be for everybody there's lots of ways that folks can support blood donation without actually donating so um you know if you're not eligible or if it's just you know you're not going to get over that fear of needles or Mm. whatever it is there's um you know, you can, we have a foundation people can donate to, um, okay. they can help by raising awareness. Um, you is know, we're, there, we're always looking for community partners to work with. Is there like a website somewhere they can go for the found, like the foundation yeah. if they want to our, donate? It's on our blood. it's it's just on blood.ca. Yep. Blood.ca. It's all on there. Perfect. Um, you can, uh, register to become an organ donor, um, organ or mm-hmm. tissue donor. Um, you know, there's, there's, um, a stem cell donor potentially depending right. on on the individual so there's lots of different ways um, that people can get involved mm-hmm. so, so that um, you know there's there's almost always something that someone can do if they would be interested in participating in uh, in the blood program now this
0: this is kind of a crazy idea okay have <laughs> I been like about crazy <laughs> it. exactly um, and I know it would be like so hard to organize it's it's kind of like out of the realm of possibility right now but do you think maybe the fact that to, that people, so you come and you and you donate the blood, and you know it's saving lives. But I guess because you don't actually witness or or speak to um, not always anyway, um the person that it saved or it helped, um, do you think that that could make a difference or an impact? Like if somebody was sent a letter or saw a video where their name was mentioned and it and it was like, me, for example, saying, you know, Bob, you know, you donated this blood; it saved my life. Like, I'm able to do this. Look at look at my life. Look at my story, and it's because of you. But again, I know this is this is crazy because if a hundred people donate one one thing of blood, then you're having to thank like a hundred people, and that's kind of getting a little bit out of the realm. But I just see stories, especially with like you're talking about um, um, like organ donation. Mm-hmm. You know, where the person then gets to meet the person they they donated the organ to and people really flock to those kinds of videos you know Mm -hmm. and it it really touches something inside of them and I wonder if it's like because it's 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 harder to kind of do that with blood donation because it's like so many people and, and so many things but if there was a way to kind of make that happen even even a little do you think that could impact or maybe possibly help
1: yeah so i mean i get your question yeah. and it's a sorry it's, it was a very long no question. no for sure it's a it's a valid point and we do definitely see the benefits of um of donors and in the opportunities where we are able to connect them with folks that have received blood products so uh, we're nowhere near the capability of being able to 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 execute that but what mm-hmm. we do do um is we oftentimes will invite uh recipients, people that have received blood products to mm-hmm. come out to attend donation events and spend some time. Okay. So that's um, something that is, that's, yeah. Perfect. I guess so that, that was can, a long
0: question just to get here, which is no, basically no, what I was going to ask. I mean, it's,
1: it, it's a very valid point. So, and it does sort of help to put that, you know, face to the, and that's not mm-hmm. necessarily any of those donors in that room may not right. necessarily no, exactly. help, it, it exactly. does, you're right. It, it sort of closes the loop there on, you know, it's, um, all of this, this, gift of life is going towards helping actual people Mm -hmm. and so those opportunities are, are very much appreciated our donors love that so we do often um definitely would embrace anybody that's willing or able to come out and share their story with staff and donors and volunteers spend some time in the um in the, in the donor centers, just, you know, even chatting in refreshment freshman area. Oh, that's um, wonderful. I that, didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah. That's great. Or we have, you know, folks that are, are willing to speak publicly about their um you know their personal connection with Mm -hmm. um with the need for blood um we find that uh, that that's really really well received as well when Mm -hmm. we're able to share those stories out or we have different folks that come and do different speaking engagements for us Mm -hmm. maybe in different corporate settings or at different um schools and whatnot um we also hold an annual across the country we hold annual um donor recognition events for high milestone donors. Mm. Um, and so those that have made, you know, 50 or hundred, or even in London, we have um, people that have donated plasma over a thousand times. Wow. Um, so we hold annual events to recognize them. And we often will, well, we always invite a local um, blood recipient to come out and again, personally share their story. And it's such an inspiring um evening yeah for sure wonderful. um so you're right um mm-hmm. there's always more that can be done but there to,
0: is but that is kind of happening there's like as it, much yeah, as it can be but, you I know guess,
1: happening yeah and again degree. as an
0: outsider coming in which most people listening yeah. probably are yeah you just don't have you have no clue right until oh, you sure. ask the questions no and, absolutely
1: uh, but you, um, you know it, it does it's uh it's always a value to be able to you know close that the circle on Mm -hmm. yes I'm donating this blood product Mm -hmm. but it's going to an actual person right it's doing this really incredible
0: thing (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know that you have this amazing gift this amazing power um
1: yeah because I mean in Canada what we we collect like I mentioned earlier that we're you know regulated by Health Canada and the blood we collect is actually classified as a biological drug So, I mean, it's because it is, you know, obviously very highly regulated and, and, um, so by the time it's being transfused into a patient in hospital, it's oftentimes it's just think it's just thought of as another medicine being grabbed off the shelf. Right. Right. Mm. Whereas it's not. No. But it so it's, there is some effort to be had in, in reminding everyone involved that it's come from an actual Mm -hmm. donor. Yeah. It's, it's, uh.
0: Yeah, exactly. I know exactly what you mean because I feel like even when I had I had I had to have a few blood transfusions myself and I remember the first time being terrified out of my mind, you know, because here I'm going to receive this blood from somebody else. I'm I'm like what is this? You know, what's in it? And I'm signing waivers, you know, and forms mm-hmm. because I have to, but it's like I had to do it. I had no choice, you know, right. to to live. So, um
1: so I'll just jump in quickly yeah. and just mention one thing. So, a lot of times people can get potentially somewhat frustrated by some of our, our criteria. Um, and, or, you know, if someone's really passionate about wanting to be able to donate blood and they're, Mm -hmm. you know, told for some reason that they can't, right. You're a perfect example of of why, because here you are in a scenario where it's an emergency, you Mm -hmm. need, you need a blood product. Um, and we as an organization need to be able to ensure that it's is completely safe. Right. And, um, you know, to the utmost quality and standards to make sure that all patients have don't have to have that layer of exactly. concern because your body
0: can actually reject the blood if it's not, you know, properly, like people right. can get sick and they can actually die right. potentially yeah. if yeah. they're not getting the right blood. So yeah, it is a big process. And I mean, I, um, yeah, it's a scary thing when you, when you first get it done, but like you were saying, like Everyone around me kind of was just acting like it's just, what do you mean, like, like it was another drug, right? Yeah. Like, exactly. I totally got that vibe. And and I was like, this is blood. Like, yeah. it's going to get into me. Like, um, but I know what you mean. It was that kind of, that's kind of the the vibe I got from everybody else. The nurses and doctors, and it was like, mm-hmm. it's a blood transfusion, like it's yeah. another drug. Well, they it's, see it every exactly, day, right? right? It's yeah. It's
1: commonplace for them.
0: And, and that's another thing, I guess, since we're on that topic, I don't think people realize even. Um, like what their blood type means or or even like who they can donate to or who they can't donate to and um so like for myself i am i'm a negative um and it's not like they can just give you anybody's blood so with a negative i can really only receive other a blood a negative blood
1: you can get a yeah. negative blood and you a- can get o negative o- negative exactly which are two rare blood types in canada so yeah. you're not looking at a massive part of the population e- exactly and this is why to, yeah. like the guy from brampton had to race
0: with a cooler <laughs> right. in his van to come bring me <laughs> blood exactly that's right but i think people assume like they don't realize that you right. know and it's like that's even a tricky thing because not only do i need the blood but it needs to be a very specific type of blood mm-hmm. and um but but if if i was a positive for example i would be able to have um, a negative or a positive. Yes. And vice versa. Right, o, um, You would be able to
1: have both right. A positive and negative and O positive and right. negative, which, which I, would which people I don't think realize yeah. that either. Well, you know? and O O positive and A and A positive are the two most common blood types in mm-hmm. Canada. So there's mm-hmm. like the majority of the population. So just even in having A negative versus A positive makes a huge difference. Exactly. But again, though, I'll just say that um Excuse me. Our you know, as Canadian blood services um, responsibility is to make sure that it doesn't matter for you as a recipient, you shouldn't have to um, stress about stress, the fact that you right. have a negative because mm-hmm. our job is to make sure there's enough of all type on hand. Right. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And then I guess, cause we
0: were kind of talking about this a little bit before um, how with the, with the O blood mm-hmm. where people it's, they call it like the universal, but how O. blood, if you have O-blood, you can actually only get O-blood. Right. 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 And I don't think people realize that. I think right. they hear universal, they assume that like they're like, it's like they can get anything and they can receive anything, but it, that's not true. People can receive their blood, but they actually can only receive right O.
1: So yes. And so O-negative is the true universal blood type. Mm-hmm. So, and it's only about, you know, It's less than 7% of the population. So it's pretty rare. Um, Whereas O positive is about 39% of the population. So it's much more common. Mm -hmm. But so for those O negative folks, not only is it a very rare blood type, but it's also the true universal donor. So it's the one being used, you know, if there's, um, if a, Person needs blood, you know, mm-hmm. right away, and there's no opportunity to confirm their blood type. I'm pretty sure um, when I had it, it was O negative my first time. Yeah. So they give them mm-hmm. O negative, like a lot of trauma situations, or or if there's a, a patient with high sensitivity for just d- different reasons, right? Um, they could end up using O negative blood. So it's it's always in really high demand. Mm-hmm. Um, there's virtually never as much of it on hand as we would like. Mm-hmm. So you'll often hear us, you know, in the media or on, you know, different ads and such asking for if people do know that they're O-negative to come out and donate. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's it's one of those things where So it's, basically, O-negative people start the car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So yeah. the car, yeah.
0: get there. Yeah. So
1: whereas the opposite holds true for AB positive. So they're the universal recipients. Right. So, And this, this has to do with like antigens exactly. and antibodies, right? So like, I mean, right. you know, think back to your grade it. 11 yeah. biology days or yes, you can Google it yeah. for sure. But um, so they're uh, AB positive folks are a very rare uh, part of the Canadian population. So they're only about two and a half percent, but they're the ones that can actually receive any blood group safely. Right. So it's not the universal donors is very much different than the universal recipient
0: right gotcha and i don't think anybody realizes that either i mean it's so it's so intricate <laughs> and, and i i mean and like i said i'm I, f- I feel bad to say it but even myself you know i was so ignorant to it before i yeah. you know got into this world of of needing it and
1: well we're all very busy people uh, yeah i um, so the, i you know i i have no issue with that like there's mm. there's we're being pulled in a million different directions. We have lots of different competing priorities. Exactly. So that's just life. Mm-hmm. Um. So, you know, and we're just, you know, trying to get a small piece of um, people's attention. You know, exactly. when you're looking at a whole blood donation, you're only talking about, like I said earlier, it takes about an hour for the whole process. Mm-hmm. Females can only donate about four times a year. Oh, so okay. that's four hours a year. Right if you come out as often as you can, Mm -hmm. even if you only come out once or twice a year, that's a huge help. So it's a couple hours Mm -hmm. a year would be, you know, the most that we would be looking for from the average donor.
0: Wow. And that's, yeah, when you think about it, it's, it's not much and it's doing, it's having such a big impact on the lives of, of people, you know? And, um, I know sometimes with blood donation, I think too, it's that like, for me example, I'm walking around, I look normal, you know, and I, I, um, so it it doesn't have as big of a, uh, people would never know to look at me basically. Right. Mm -hmm. It's one of those things sometimes too. And, um, maybe that sometimes has something to do with it. It's just, it's, it's not as, as obvious sometimes. Um, but I guess that's why this is important to talk about it and, and, um, get it out there for people to, to hear the stories and, um, the reason I look fine is because of it. So uh, that's the, that's the most important thing. Um, So if somebody wanted to have a, 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 I guess not a blood drive, but uh, maybe like a fundraiser or something like that, is that possible to run a fundraiser like through a school or um, at an event? Or is it, or is it something that you'd have to do like here, for example?
1: No, not necessarily. Um, they could, you know, I would just encourage people to reach out to us and get connected with, um, you know, someone in their community that can help them through that effort. So we would always a- appreciate any sort of either individual or collective group of folks. We've got everything from sports teams to church groups to, to school groups to corporate entities like we have national partners. So we're always looking for different people to help us engage on a on, a, on the ground out in different communities. Mm-hmm. So um we can sometimes have uh, different community donation events. Oftentimes we we have, there's sort of of an already scheduled um, schedule of events Mm -hmm. and then we would work with people to support them in various ways. So either they're helping us to um, just get more donors out, helping us with uh, awareness or with um, advertising. And then in line with that event, you know, there's the opportunity for people to do a fundraising campaign should they want to or some Mm -hmm. sort of component into fundraising um generally speaking i mean we do have a fundraising campaign and that is definitely of of utmost value right um from our perspective though first and foremost we're looking for blood donors right. um but you know they're like they're, that's an uh, absolutely another opportunity and, and the fundraising does it go towards like supplies or? um it can go we have uh, lots of different things it can go to uh, we do a lot of scientific research um it can go to helping just in um uh, our ability to outreach further in different awareness campaigns, different advertising campaigns. There's all kinds of different ways that that mm-hmm. money can be made of use. So, so. all those, those needle uh, uh, terrified needle people, they can, they still have <laughs> an opportunity. Way. There's other ways. Definitely. There's other, ways, you can do Definitely there's other yeah. ways, but yeah, I mean, we have, we have a, a, a full schedule of donation events that we're operating. You know, we plan very much, very far out into the future We're you know, even right now we're working on a schedule up until, you know, almost into 2022. So, um, and uh, for every donation event, it's much easier and much more successful to have, you know, collective groups of people coming out and attending as opposed Mm to, you know, 120 individuals. Right. I'm just speaking, for example, in Strathroy. Right. um, It would be, it's always easier when we have, you know, groups of, you know, five or 10 or even 20 people that are coming out together right um because that's it's an opportunity for us to engage with different people's networks that we might not otherwise be able to reach right exactly It's great um
0: so do you having been doing this you said 15 years um do you have any kind of stories or just or just something that you can share that um like being in this world of donation that is something maybe inspirational or, or just something that um, kind of keeps you going I guess and, and
1: you know we've had the um, fortune of crossing paths with a lot of really inspirational folks just over the years um, people have come forward that have wanted to share their story and it's um, sometimes it's you know we talked earlier kind of about the uses of blood, but there's been you know Unfortunately, a lot of uh, cancer patients have come forward that, uh, you know, they've gotten through their battle. They're still going through it and they've wanted to, you know, or the family of a lot of patients have come forward that they, you know, have that sense of helplessness or want to, you know, do something to to just help out or give back. And and so they've been, um, you know, keen to organize different blood drives or different awareness campaigns for us. Um, There's been. Uh, trauma patients, I can think of a, a few that have, you know, car crash folks, or um, just the, it just really it runs right. runs. I guess for camp. fifteen years there would be yeah, a lot, but <laughs> um, you know, and I'm always so awed and inspired by just their their bravery of being willing to share their story, um, and just you know, a lot of times these people are going through very um, trying times, and for them to take. Even just a few minutes, let alone, you know, just time out of their busy schedules, Mm -hmm. especially parents that have children that are going through, like, different childhood cancer. Mm -hmm. Every September is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month, so... Um, oftentimes in September we're we work with different families, um, and just the fact that I can only imagine I'm a mom and I have, mm-hmm. you know, a young child and you're busy. <laughs> so layering in, you know, an illness and then all that goes along with that. And then the, that these parents are, um, willing to take some of their time to help advocate on our behalf. Right. Um, is always just, it's, it's incredibly um, helpful mm-hmm. because their message is very impactful. Right. Um, but just that they're even in their mindset thinking as all this other stuff is going right. on, um, I'm, oh, I really need to make sure I'm carving out some time to help get the word out about the need for blood right. donors. Exactly. That's it's, it just, is. I know. And I, I feel too, I think it's, it is
0: kind of, because in, in a lot of cases you can't really do much for, that person in your life that's going yeah. through, it, right? And and yep. just having that feeling or that sense of, that you're yeah.
1: somehow helping, yep. you know, in, in any small way. Yep. Um, and, we, you know, the other side of it, too, is that we, we have a few, uh, well, we have lots of uh, families that will honor someone, you know, maybe after they've passed. Right. Um, maybe it's a year later. Maybe it's an annual thing mm-hmm. um, where they like to have an in-honor event where they, you know, organize a blood donation Um event Mm -hmm. in honor of someone and um, it's an it's a it's a celebratory thing right right and as well as a paying it forward thing so Mm -hmm. um, it it varies but yeah it's always very it's very inspiring yeah we got
0: yeah we got a little ambulance or something going by (laughs) that's okay it's life it's life (laughs) Um, but yeah I, I know that I you know I guess for for myself like if I could even just express To people like I literally needed this to continue living and when you get to that point and this thing like saves you or helps you or you know uh, lets you continue um, your life with your family it's it's well it's hard to even describe but to know that somebody did that for me sorry Ah, getting emotional Sorry. So Canadian (laughs) saying, sorry, but, um, that's huge. And I think that, um, I wish I could personally thank, you know, all the people. And I, I definitely, even though I didn't know who they were, I was thinking about them, you know, in every moment. And every time I get, um, you know, my IVIG once a month, they're definitely there even though I, I don't know their name, but, um, I think like anyone that's listening that that does donate blood, um, it's important for them to know, you know, how much they're appreciated and that the people that are receiving it really are um, so grateful and so thankful. And um, thank you for, you know, being in, you know, running this and, and doing what you do for, for people because it's, it's such a beautiful thing. And, um, yeah. Geez, I didn't expect to get emotional about it. But <laughs> well, it's no, fair enough. I to talk about it. You know? It's,
1: uh, yeah, it's, it. you know, we, my colleagues and I will often talk about even on our, you know, everybody has, you know, job can be, you know, good days and bad days, but we'll often talk about the fact that even on our worst day, it's still totally worth it because we're really passionate about what we're doing and we know we're it's all for the, the greater, for a greater cause. So in that sense, it's a, we're really um, fortunate to be. Part of a, a greater good, and uh, you know we in, we enjoy it. We're very passionate about what we're doing. That's that's amazing and wonderful. And thank you. Um,
0: I think you know I, with my episode with my husband, we went on for like two hours. So <laughs> probably should wrap this up because we could go on for a very long time. But um, again, if if people want to um, to donate blood, um, is there so there's one off there's a few places in London or. Um,
1: there are. So what I would, uh, there's a permanent center in London um, that's open six days a week. There's mm-hmm. other mobile donation events uh, that are scattered throughout the city um, and surrounding area. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I would encourage people to do is just go on to blood.ca. You can put your postal code in and, and the nearest donation event will pop up and then you can book yourself a spot for whatever's most convenient for you. That's free. You know, and it, or if they have There's a lot of great information on blood.ca about the donation process, um, the criteria, um, the questionnaire is on there. So I would encourage people to check it out. Or if they have any other questions, they can always give us a call too. The the one eight eight two donate number is there. Or just if you see a donation event, pop in, pull over, pull over, (laughs) drive and uh, and come out and Um, ask your
0: questions. And is there what is the next pop up one? Do you happen to know like um or not pop up but like is there one? soon that's coming up in where in sorry what month are we
1: <laughs> no it's so in Strathroy so, or in um, London or? Um, just in this area in what is the area? next well so the the permanent center would be mm, mm-hmm. obviously right because it's, it's true. The one so I guess surrounding
0: basically. area. What's the next little? Do you have? Do you guys have one?
1: Um, coming there would be a schedule of events. Uh, it's, like on th- th- it's on. There. It's all on there. It's yeah. World because it just depends so on, <laughs> on uh, We have events uh, often at UWO and at Fanshawe and right. at different places more downtown. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's it's. uh there'll be something nearby exactly and <laughs> just go on there and look go do it start yeah. the cover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay that's great well thank
0: you so much stephanie for your time um well thank you thanks, thanks for, for, inviting for me. helping push this and um so grateful and um yeah i hope i hope this isn't the last time we meet uh, i'm I sure i look forward be. to <laughs> i look forward to donating some of my time uh, in the future
1: I look forward to having you do that. That's great. Well, thank you so much. Thank you.